Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me for our episode on Psalm 35 is Dolly Leedy. Dolly faithfully serves as one of our elders here at Granite Springs, and I've always been struck by her steady presence, often behind the scenes, her faithful care for the church, and the way her faith and trust in God informs really everything she does. Before we started recording, she told me that she really likes to be in the background. So you are lucky, listener, that Dolly agreed, and I'm delighted that she agreed to join me for this episode. So to get us started, here's Dolly reading Psalm 35. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and buckler, arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Since they hid their net for me without cause, and without cause dug a pit for me, may ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. Ruthless witnesses come forward. They question me on things I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good and leave my soul forlorn. Yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. But when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. Attackers gathered against me when I was unaware. They slandered me without ceasing. Like the ungodly they maliciously mocked, they gnashed their teeth at me. O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from their ravages, my precious life from these lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among throngs of people I will praise you. Let not those gloat over me who are my enemies without cause. Let not those who hate me without reason maliciously wink the eye. They do not speak peaceably, but devise false accusations against those who live quietly in the land. They gape at me and say, Aha! Aha! With our own eyes we have seen it. O Lord, you have seen this. Be not silent. Do not be far from me, O Lord. Awake and rise to my defense. Contend for me, my God and Lord. Vindicate me in your righteousness, O Lord, my God. Do not let them gloat over me. Do not let them think, aha, just what we wanted, or say we have swallowed him up. May all who gloat over my distress be put to shame and confusion. May all those who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and disgrace. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, The Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servant. 
My tongue will speak of your righteousness and of your praises all day long. Dolly, welcome to Curious Psalms. Thank you, Matt. Well, I am really delighted that you let me twist your arm (laughs) a little bit (laughs) to come in. And the listeners should know they might be feeling kind of a, a fresh energy in the room. And that's because this is the first episode of Curious Psalms that has been recorded in this office. Oh, so with both people here, which oh. is kind of wonderful. Okay. So thanks for being the inaugural in-office episode. Okay. Well, shall we dive into our questions? Sure. And dive into the psalm, really. You you emailed me. <laughs> this is worth sharing, I think, because it made me laugh. <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily pick the person with the psalm. You know, I don't think, oh, uh, perfect, enemies and fighting. Let's have yeah. Dolly on the, on the podcast. <laughs> that wasn't what occurred to me. But you emailed me essentially something like, really? Psalm 35? <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's what yeah. I thought when I read it. And, <laughs> and it. and it just kept going and going. And yeah. I go, okay. Well, here we are to talk Psalm 35. There's plenty in here, isn't there? But Dolly, yes. I'm curious... Just to get us going, what stood out to you in reading this psalm? Okay, well, first of all, David obviously is dealing with people who are trying to take his life, his enemies who are trying to take his life, Mm. and calling out to God for that. So I started thinking about enemies and, you know, how we we think about those. Obviously, I haven't been in a position where my life is threatened by another person and enemies but there are very many people in this world who deal with that right you know and so i started thinking about other enemies Hmm. and i thought of one enemy that is life-threatening and that is sickness and illness yeah you know so the cry of the heart like david was saying here would be lord you know Take care of my enemies, you know, don't let this destroy me. Destroy this thing that's trying to take my life. Yeah. And then, you know, how long, oh Lord. Interestingly, I noticed in the in the King James version, it says soul. Where, where instead does it say of soul? life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which could lead to a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah. So then I went on to think of other enemies like fear, anxiety, depression. Mm despair and shame and those types of things that may not take our life but they seek to kill the joy yeah joy from our life the next thing that struck me is david is asking god to fight on his behalf yeah he's not taking things into his own hands uh-huh like we sometimes want to do yeah, or absolutely. manipulate a situation so that it comes out right you know so that you know some person gets what we think they may deserve right or anything but he's he's looking to god yeah to fight for him and he's he seemed to have a really good understanding of God's sovereignty mm. in these types of things. You know, we see him in other places in Scripture where, you know, he had an opportunity to kill Saul, who's trying to kill him, and was even urged by his men to mm-hmm. to kill Saul. And he refused because he knew that Saul was anointed by God. Right. And he wasn't going to. So he had a, a good sense of of God's sovereignty in that. Yeah. And the next thing, I was kind of surprised in verse 9 where it said, then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in your salvation. Mm. Because that almost, you know, I I did a double take on that because it almost felt like it's conditional. 
Yeah, and, right. And I think we know from other things of David in his life that, that he did praise God and worship God, regardless of what I think our praise and um, our delight in God have to be, mm. you know, regardless. Yeah of what what may happen in a, in a situation. All those observations uh, are so helpful and resonate a lot with me. I like verse 28, speaking to what you're saying. My tongue will proclaim your righteousness, your praises all day long. The way that that particular verse is almost separated from everything else in the psalm, I found kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking to what you're saying, mm-hmm. like there is, yeah, there's, I mean, an understandable, I think, kind of asking God, like, like if you do this, like then basically if you do this, then I'll be really happy. <laughs> like if you do this, then I'll praise you. That'd be amazing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like help me out here, and like that's very human, I think, right? But then there's also this verse 28, which feels separated to me anyway. As I read it, it felt like it's kind of this anchor here at the end of the psalm. That's almost like whatever happens, right? You know, right. like you're talking about. There's this deep reliance on God's sovereignty. It's a beautiful way to put it. Whatever happens. My tongue will proclaim your righteousness mm-hmm. and your praises all mm-hmm. day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, I love to, yeah, your observation about him relying on God as the one to kind of carry this out. The thing that I found, you know, thinking about the enemies and the nature of them here, so kind of going back to one of your first observations, so interesting is that the middle portion of the psalm, like verse 13, yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. Mm -hmm. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother, I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. Then he goes on in 15, but when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. Mm -hmm. You know, one, one thing is like, yeah, there's these enemies that come up in the Psalms, right? And often like, in this psalm, seeking the psalmist's life, in this case, David's life. But I appreciate, too, there's a complex relationship yes. here, yes. right? Like, yes. this is not just a, you know, oh, this is the the rival gang across town that we've always been enemies and we always will be enemies, mm-hmm. and so we're just kind of at war. This is like, you know, it's not clear maybe whether they were friends or whether David... You know, when you treat someone like a friend, sometimes you're hoping they'll become a friend, right? It sounds like someone who, who he, maybe he thought was a yeah, friend. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? or that's the case. Yeah. And so then just the nature, I appreciated, not in the sense of a glad for David, but in the sense of the depths of the Psalms. Yeah. And just the human betrayal that feels like it is here and a part of it. And I wonder if that feeds into then kind of the reliance on God too. Like, hey, right. these are people, like at one point I thought, I loved yeah. and these were like family to me and so lord like you like you almost have to deal with this yeah for me like yeah. i wonder if there's something like very human there mm-hmm. in addition i think it can be both and it doesn't have to be either or in addition to relying on god and his sovereignty it's also like these people were dear to me in some way or i, I saw a future with them that mm-hmm. was not this mm-hmm. so that really that really just struck me i have i don't feel like i've seen that in all the psalms talking about enemies that yeah. kind of an intimacy there. Well, and kind of going along with that is in verse 16, it says, like the ungodly, mm. they have maliciously mocked. So, you know, it's like these are friends who he thought were, were godly. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's saying, but they're acting yeah. like the ungodly. Right. Yeah. That, no, that that's was kind of curious. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I think that it is surprising to us when we find that there are people who hate us <laughs> or dislike us or, yeah. you know, wish maliciously wish us evil. Yeah. 
for no for what we see is no reason, yeah. especially for those of us that are people pleasers and and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and peacemakers. You know, it's it's like what, why? Yeah, you know, for for what we can't see is a reason. Yeah, it's an exposing thing. It's kind of a vulnerable thing. Yeah, David uses yeah. that language about without cause, without reason, yeah. a couple of yeah. times, right in this song. Yeah. That's really like. Yeah, it's not just the betrayal, because betrayal is one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, and I understand the motivation, but part of it is also here. It's like, they didn't have any reason to do this. Right. And that's, I think, part of the pain, too. Well, shall we move to our second question? Our second question that maybe we started talking around a little bit is also, what do we learn about God from Mm -hmm. this psalm? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we learn that God is our salvation. He Mm. says that right on that he fights for us. I like the part where he says, you know, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. I wouldn't want the angel of the Lord <laughs> after me. <laughs> I thought that was, that yeah. was, uh, and I think too, that we learn that God handles things in ways that we wouldn't expect and may not understand. In verse, and that brings up something in, in Queen Esther's story that reminded me in verse seven and eight, you know, hid their net for me without cause, may ruin overtake them, and may the net that they hid entangle them. Yeah. Because you think when Haman was trying to destroy Mordecai mm. and built the, the big noose and ended up at the mm. end of the story hanging on it himself. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of reminded me of that, that sometimes, um, you know, things happen with, with the story of Joseph you mm-hmm. know and how he was not only sold by his brothers but then you know falsely accused by right. Potiphar's wife and yeah. how God and and I can imagine Joseph in in that situation saying how long oh lord like we yeah, hear from yeah, da- from right. David and you know others in the bible that we've seen in situations and it doesn't you know at the end you see that God has used it for a purpose but mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of it you know, I think it's, you know, we just don't understand. He talks about God as our rescuer, rescues the poor from those that are too strong mm-hmm. for them. And he's righteous, a righteous God, delights in the well-being of his servant. Yeah, I think it's helpful when we consider these questions, the Psalms being kind of in process, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and you bring in these other stories from Scripture almost helps us zoom out a little bit, right? Because this psalm is very much sort of, it's clearly in process. Mm -hmm. It is, and so many of the psalms have a little, like that kind of feel, right? This one certainly feels like here's someone who's in the midst of it. And the mystery and the strangeness of what, what is God going to do, Mm -hmm. right? There's a question behind these prayers, I think, equally, Mm -hmm. right? And the fact that God can handle our process, our, like where we're at. (laughs) I find kind of deeply reassuring. I happened to read a passage in Ecclesiastes while I was kind of meditating on yeah. this. And at twelve fourteen, it says, For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Hmm. So God is righteous. He will bring everything right. We may not, as I see, understand the process yeah. or, or in the, the way that it's done. Yeah. 
Wouldn't it be nice if it just always was exactly how we wanted? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, you know, sometimes that's a tendency is is to say, okay, Lord, this is this is this yeah. is how it needs to right. happen. Right. And this is what I wanted, you know, and now would you bless this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> this is my plan. Uh-huh. Would, would you bless it? And that's you know, part of I think what's interesting about this psalm is and you mentioned this earlier, but it really stood out to me. David is not asking for kind of a, a superhero power up here. He's not saying like, okay, I've got these enemies. God, will you equip me? Will mm-hmm. you make me stronger right. than them? Will you make me, you know, mm-hmm. better, faster? <laughs> He's really saying, God, this is yours to deal with. And you have to deal with this. It, it made me think of well, both Deuteronomy and then Paul quotes Deuteronomy in Romans where he says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Right. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. He goes on, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Yes. For it is written, then quotes Deuteronomy, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. That feels like it is what is running through this psalm. There is a real, there's a kind of a release. And yeah, I mean, as I think about what we learn about God, that's as much something I think we learn about ourselves when we see kind of this release of that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like you said earlier, the fact that God is a God who fights for his people and will contend for his people Mm -hmm. and it may not look exactly like we anticipate right and it may not be in our in our preferred timing (laughs) in sense of (laughs) true okay like we are we are ready for this to to happen now right or even what you're talking about earlier when you talk about the enemies of illness and i think that's a place where we often will pray lord you have you have to contend with this and the timing we pray for the timing and the timing isn't always what we want right but I do think the fact that we don't have to be in charge <laughs> yeah. always is a really big deal. And maybe this bleeds into our next question about how it helps us pray. Mm-hmm. But I was struck by how often I'm praying for God to help me do something mm-hmm. as opposed to asking God to do something. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yep. Like, I, same, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, God, give me the wisdom to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of like, God, can you actually just transform this whole situation? (laughs) Like that might actually be the better prayer in some ways, or at least Psalm 35 is a helpful reminder. Like that is a real way to pray and engage with the world. So that's kind of launching into our third question. So why don't I ask it and we can make that transition. So Dolly, how does this Psalm help us to pray? Well, I think we can pray with confidence Mm. that God has our best interest at heart and will fight for us as as we've been talking about. I think we can pray boldly and honestly. We can express our emotions and voice our lament. Yeah. We see David doing this and, mm-hmm. you know, getting it all out. I, th- I think sometimes in a situation, especially if it's with another person, it's certainly better to to hash it out with the Lord and yeah. not with everyone around you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so I think we pray with a heart of gratitude that he is our salvation mm. and with the understanding. And then I think we just pray for the the grace to accept that his will will be done. Mm. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for the Lord's will. And then it may not be something that we really wanted or expected or happened in the way that we had planned. Yeah, That his way is not our way and it may look different than what we were actually actually praying yeah the grace to accept god's will that's uh, that's well said yeah 
And I mean, one of the things too about kind of the in-process nature of the psalm is we don't know how this worked out, right? Right. It could be that God did contend for him and this issue was dealt with and maybe it was never recorded in the histories or it could be that this was unresolved and these were people yeah. who continued to seek his life, right? Throughout his life. But I... So that's where when you when you said it just triggered for me the the in-process nature and the request to God grant me the grace to yes. accept your will right. whatever that might look drives me again to that kind of anchor of those closing verses right of my tongue will proclaim your righteousness your praises all day long and that's exactly where I had ended Oh yeah 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 <laughs> Well it's kind of a beautiful ending to the it song is, right It is it is a beautiful it's uh, yeah Like you were saying earlier like there's no condition to verse 28 like those conditions kind of, you know, then in verse nine or like, you know, rescue me from the ravages, my precious life and these lions, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Like it seems like those two are kind of linked. And then you have just this constant reminder that mm-hmm. I will continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really thought this psalm is in some ways, it just feels like a model of a prayer in betrayal. There is like, there is like, I think, genuine anger here which is true to our experience of betrayal yeah uh there's the deep lament though and the pain as well in those verses i talked about earlier like verse 13 and 14 of i thought these were my friends i was praying for these yeah right i was praying and when my prayers weren't answered then yeah which is actually a really fascinating piece to have in the midst of a prayer Mm -hmm. is like hey you didn't answer this prayer (laughs) you know and but then i mourned like Mm -hmm. i mourned with them right and then also like a release i think part of not always but often when our relationships break or when they end up kind of beyond repair right whether it's kind of both parties fault or one party that's leading things that way there there has to be kind of to use your your same phrase not only a grace to accept god's will but also a grace to accept the situation, the situation within his yes. will right yes and that yeah that he will continue to do his work and he will continue to contend and do those things but yeah it's a hard betrayal is a hard thing i think to pray through it is you know it is but psalm 35 i think kind of gives us a bit of a model anyway mm-hmm. yeah anything else any other reflections or thoughts on psalm 35 no no I, end of my notes was i just love how how this psalm ended, my tongue will speak of your righteousness and mm. of your praises all day long. Well, Dolly, thank you for having this conversation. <laughs> I know it was a big ask. I know it was new, but I really appreciate your insights. I know our listeners will. And the way you're helping us bring in the story of scripture, I think is so helpful. And just your reflections on this psalm were really rich. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, let's conclude with this this particular verse that we didn't talk about too much, but that I also, there's so much in the psalm that's beautiful. And I find these verses from verse 9 and 10 particularly rich as well. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, mm. who is like you, Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. And of course, our final verse, my tongue will proclaim your righteousness your praises all day long. Mm. Go out and pray the Psalms. Mm.